Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday afternoon, February 19th. We are in a dead period for Florida State football, but we got a lot to talk about today. Hopefully you've had a good weekend. We sandwiched this podcast in between a couple of FSU softball games after the baseball team was done, um, after Tiger finished up so that Richie would join us. So hopefully you guys are having a good Sunday, a slow Sunday in, uh, in the Florida State world of football, but a lot going on off the football field. Richie, how you doing? Good, man. I was on the couch since 11-16 watching Tiger's entire round. He finished an entire tournament, barely made the cut. Really exciting stuff. But, you know, people aren't tuning in to hear about me, uh, you know, fanboy for Tiger. But it was really good to see him make the cut and be able to physically finish a, an entire PGA event for the first time since 2020 at the Zosa Challenge. So what is important, what people do tune in for is um, more... <laughs> More Richie IPAs today or more Tiger Birdies so far? Oh, we're on wine today. So no, okay. It's a so cab day today. It's a cab day. All right, all right. So, so Tiger beat you then because I saw you yeah. had a earlier. So. <laughs> um, all right, double fries, no fault. We'll jump right into it. Brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations, 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe. Appreciate them and their support. Uh, we launch, We will do a tailgate for the spring game. If you're coming to the spring game, come hang out with us. Um, Harlan, I'll send you the link, and maybe we can throw that in the description. But you can get the tickets on Eventbrite. I believe it's FSU Spring Game Tailgate, or it might just be springgametailgate.eventbrite.com. But again, if you search for Double Fries No Slaw or search for FSU Spring Game, it'll come up. Uh, come hang out with us. The first... We haven't announced this yet, but the show is finding out first. The first 25 people to order tickets to the spring game get $40 worth of gift cards. I'm going to tell you who they're to in just a sec. It's Guthrie's, Gramco, Garnin Gold, and Smoothie Time. They're in Tallahassee. So your ticket costs 50 bucks. It's all you can eat, all you can drink, and you get $40 worth of gift cards to places that you will shop at anyway. So come hang out with us for the spring game. Of course, Guthrie's Chicken will be out there. Our friends over at Bay Cannon, drinking a beer right now will join us as well. Um, appreciate you guys for always hanging out. We're going to have a good time in Tallahassee for the spring game. Let's jump right into it, Richie. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on. The biggest news, I think this week that came out, was new NIL legislation signed by Governor DeSantis. This passed with overwhelming support. I know it went through the state house with, I think it was like 178 to nothing. I would assume it went through the other branch as well. Obviously, Governor DeSantis signed it in. Schools and coaches can now affect causation. They can now facilitate NIL deals. They can be more involved. Um, a good thing for NIL just in general in the state of Florida, it kind of levels the playing field. Um, Richie, thoughts on the new law going into effect and in, in passing this week? Yeah, we don't really get into politics here, but anytime you have a overwhelming bipartisan support of something, it's clearly a no-brainer. Uh, it benefits every school in the state, even Miami, even though they weren't invited to the signing, unfortunately, for Mario. Um, but yeah, it, it's a big deal because now the coaches can say, hey, he, Coach Norvell can reach out to Battles End and say, hey, I need this guy. Let's get him a deal with somebody, right? And, and previously, uh, the collectives, and, and I know you know Ingram doesn't like that term, so uh, I'm not even sure what to call him anymore, but uh, they are able to work with the school to say, you know, help prioritize who they want to uh, work out deals with and facilitate them, as you said. It benefits every school. You know, all the Florida schools were kind of playing from behind prior to this, right? Because other states, this has been legal. And it's one of those things where you really are going to need federal legislation to where everyone has the same rules and is playing by the same rules. But it, it's a great step in the direction um, for all the Florida schools. So Florida, Miami, UCF. All the Florida State, we all benefit from this. I just think it was a no-brainer. Um, shout out Chip Lamarca. I know he played a big role in this. And it's exciting because now, you know, we'll talk about in a second about Norvell and his recent endorsement. But it's just everybody wins, and there was no reason for this not to be the case from the start. It may have hurt Florida State two signing days ago, but it, it's no longer a hurdle that's going to stop um, any school in Florida from, you know, maybe losing out to a Texas A&M or a Georgia or an Alabama where they could do things a little differently. Yeah, no, good Good for Florida State, good for everybody involved. And here's my big takeaway. We'll talk about um, kind of what you had a second ago. I think that if your NIL 
in in the state of Florida or really anywhere that passes a, a law similar to this, um, I've got two big takeaways. But the first one is if you're doing well, and William, I see your super chat. I appreciate that. We'll get to it in just a minute. If you're doing things well in the NIL world, this is I don't know that it helps you a ton. I don't know that it like puts you over the top or anything, but it certainly doesn't hurt uh, because now the school can be involved. And so if you like the things that are going on with your UF, I'm sorry, I'm reading a comment here from Tom, which we'll get to in a second. But if you like the things that your school is doing from an athletic administration side of things, and you like what your school is doing in NIL, then you're probably going to love this bill because it just lets them work together a little more seamlessly. If you have complaints about what your school is doing in the NIL world, and you have complaints about what your school does from an athletic administration standpoint, this law is not going to help you because you're mad at UF fans don't love how some things have gone down recently with their NIL. They also don't love their athletic director. They they don't like Scott Strickland very much. So I don't know that this law helps them that much. I, they, they don't like the leadership in Gainesville, and they don't like what's kind of happened with their NIL over the last several months with things like Rashada. Tom asked about the UF fiasco here. I don't know that this law helps them that much because I don't think that they're super confident in their leadership one way or the other. I think folks in Miami, as much of a clown show as they are on social media, I think that they're relatively happy with how their NIL is going. I think they're pretty happy with the direction that their athletic department and their administration are going. And so I think that this is good for them. I think this is good for Florida State. I don't know if this is a great thing for Florida or not. I don't, you know, again, that, you know, it might be. It's certainly not going to hurt them. But, it, you know, they have a lot of other things to figure out. Also, Tom asks, would this UF fiasco have happened last year if the bill was in, in effect? I will answer that. We're really trying to stick to the, the, the super chat questions, but Tom is a member, so I do appreciate him. So I'm always happy to kind of help out, and, and we want to get our member questions answered. Um, I still think it would have. UF's administration and the powers that be at UF absolutely were involved with the Jaden Rashada situation, and so that's not, that's not a... It's not a like, oh man, they didn't know, or oh man, they, they weren't aware of what was going on with Rashada. It absolutely was, they were in the know, they were having those discussions. This just makes it legal. All of that was going on before, right? Like, you know, it's not like the Battle's End or Rising Spear or the Gator Collective or whatever, like, was just taking a guess on who Norvell and Napier and Rui, you know, all those guys in Miami wanted. I mean, you, it was happening. This just makes it where you don't have to be shady about it, right? And you're not supposed to induce the stuff. So like, I, I think that, you know, this helps some of that side of it. And, and so the other side, the other big takeaway I have, Richie, is um, it's, it, you, you mentioned needing federal legislation. And I, I'll say this as, you know, again, without going super deep down the politics route, it's sad that we need federal legislation because of how crappy the NCAA is. Because I am just generally... Never going to be um, somebody who says we need more laws in this country. We need more laws. We need more laws. Yeah, I mean, you can have your political beliefs about this, that, or the other, whatever. I'm not typically somebody that's going to say we need more laws. We need more of the government in our lives. So the fact that we are saying we need a law for NCAA, NIL, is just a, a, a testament to how dysfunctional and horrible that the NCAA is. Because there's no law that says Richie can go to work and earn money. There's no law that says TJ can sell sponsors for this podcast or anything. Why do college athletes need a law to be able to do something that's common sense? Well, the answer is because the NCAA is corrupt and absolutely terrible. College students that are studying microbiology don't need a law to go out and have a marketing deal or work at smoothie time or anything else like that. So it's ridiculous that athletes have to. And again, that is on the NCAA. That that has nothing to do with our country or the athletes themselves. It is strictly on the NCAA. So again, I'm not nitpicking what Richie said. He's right. We do need a federal law, but it's sad that we do because no one else in this country uh, needs it. So and, and, I've done rambling and 
yelling at the NCAA, but those are my thoughts on, on NIL passing. Yeah, and to be fair, the NCAA, they're backing away, right? They don't even want to try anymore, which is, to your point, TJ, sad because they're, football is the wild, wild west right now. Like, anything goes, really. We have free agency in the transfer portal. Players are getting paid. Players are choosing schools based on how much money they can get. And the NCAA wants no part of it, which is fine, which is why I truly think in the next five, maybe 10 years, college football becomes its own entity and breaks away from the NCAA. All the other sports, sure, because the NCAA doesn't really, you know, they don't run the college football playoff, right? The NCAA makes their money over a billion dollars on the NCAA basketball tournament, right? That's where they make their money. That's what they care about. Um, but football, college football doesn't need the NCAA. I, I think they should be a commissioner of like at least the power five schools that, you know, they can vote upon or whatever. But the NCAA, they, they want nothing to do with this because they come out looking like bozos regardless. So it's, it's frustrating. But I just think a level playing field for every school across the country let the backers, let the backers of uh, of our you know institutions like the battles end, um, speak in in uh, with their dollars, and that's kind of what we need because NCAA they're not going to do anything. They're not going to come up with any new, you know, rules or regulations. They're they're just useless in the world of college football. All they're good for is you know suspending my guy Baba Miller for half a season for taking a trip to Houston and paying it back immediately. I'm still mad about that, but yeah, we'll talk about basketball here in a little bit because there's a lot to be said. Maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see how we're feeling there. So, okay, on the NIL front, still we talked about this uh, off air. We'll talk about it now as well. Um, Mike Norvell came out and endorsed the battle's end. Um, I think because the the battle's end, and we'll get to that super chat again in just a second. Um, but I want to finish up this NIL talk. I think because... All right, go ahead, Harlan. You can go ahead with a super chat from William. Put a smile on your face. Okay? Because Florida State, if we going to do it, then we do it big. Let's go, baby. I appreciate it, William. We'll get to your question here in just a minute, but I want to finish up on NIL. Um, so, endorse the battle's end. That came out shortly after the law was passed. I think very strategically. Obviously, the Battles Inn had already sponsored the signing day stuff, had sponsored some FSU things through Learfield. I thought this was very, very strategic, not only because it sounds like the Battles Inn is going to allow fan support and fan membership here shortly, but also because he's the first head coach to really come out and say, hey, support this entity. I thought it was pretty strong. I think it's going to go a long way in supporting what we want to do. Um... What I've been told, the Battles Inn doesn't really need our support, but I do think that it's pretty pretty neat to see. Um, and though it's not needed, I think fans want to come in and be able to give back as much as they can and be able to participate. And you never know what you know what may not be needed on the front end, what what may turn into something huge down the road. So I'm excited to see what ends up happening there. Yeah, and I, I know uh, if you haven't, you know, uh, you know they don't pay us, but go listen to the 247 uh, podcast on the bench with Ingram Smith. It was phenomenal. They, he, they do a deep dive into NIL, um, and, you know, they talk about how Jordan Travis was the first player they negotiated with. And uh, all I'll say is if, if you're happy that Jordan Travis, Fabian Lovett, uh, Trey Benson, all these guys are coming back, consider giving to Battle's End or, you know, Rising Spear. I don't know if you watched the baseball game today, TJ. You had the Rising Spear logo right behind home plate, which I thought was pretty cool, that Florida State truly is embracing NIL. And I think athletes of all sports, not just football or baseball or basketball or softball, they see this and it's exciting. Now, obviously, the Battle's End is, is widely focused on football and I think very smart roster retention, which, you know, was seemed like a, a gap to fill because imagine what Jordan Travis or Jared Verse could have got if they decided to enter the transfer portal and you know Georgia or Alabama or A and M booster said oh yeah we could use him and, and ponied up so I think the Travis Hunter thing not to beat a dead horse was uh, you know Ingram said as much that that was kind of the launching part point of the battle's end so it, it's I love seeing the school and Coach Norvell saying hey guys we, you know we need it even Dabo Sweeney has, has done a complete one eighty on it. Uh, at his signing day uh, press conference where he said, oh, we don't need NIL to get players here, but we need them to keep them here. Okay, Dabo, I'm sure. But 
You know, it, it's just it's it's really exciting times for college football, and I love that these athletes are, can finally get paid for for their actual work, and it's not just free labor. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty encouraging to see, and and I I think Ingram has said this for quite a while because he knew what he knew um, behind the scenes, but he's been saying for a while that he thinks Florida State should have a top seven to 12, 14, 15, somewhere in that range, top 10-ish, you know, plus or minus a few NIL game in, in college football. And, um, you know, if that's the case, then that, you know, you're not, you're, you maybe won't compete with the absolute elite of the elites, the old money that's at Ohio State and, and other places. Um, you know, you think about A&M with the oil and stuff like that. But but if you can be in that top seven to 10, you, you know, Florida State has always done more with less. Um, legitimately always done more with less and so uh being in a talent rich state with we talk about the eyeballs that florida state gets over everyone else you know uh even it, with it being a down decade or so I, yeah i'm excited to see what what they're able to do all right cool we'll get to william's question here again william appreciate your support wanted to wrap up that nil talk just a little bit but should Noel nation be worried about miami's air raid offense i'm not worried about it at all if those are still the same guys that they have on that roster uh, that is not necessarily a concern that I have. Richie, I don't know about you. I did see that Miami was out there already trying to preview the Florida State game. Their on-three affiliate, was that was interesting to see. But uh, I, I also saw that Houston's uh, offensive coordinator that came over uh, wasn't calling plays for much of last year. And when he was calling plays, their fans were absolutely livid and absolutely hated everything that they saw from the OC. But uh, yeah, are you, you nervous about Miami at all right now, Richie? No, I, I will say I, I do think they're going to have an elite offensive line in, in the next few years if Mario is still there. Um, but as far as the coordinator hire, it, it doesn't bother me one bit. As you mentioned, you could go back to look at you know what Houston fans were saying about him before he left. So they, it's not sour grapes, right? Um, you know, when I was doing the roll cast with Trey, we had the Scott and Holman podcast on to talk about Kendall Bryles. I went back and checked out their feed, and they were extremely critical of Lawson. I, it's uh, you know it, it's definitely not a splash hire. It's you know Mario seems to struggle to really get guys because it, he takes forever to fill vacancies, and then when he does fill it, it's like oh okay that's it could work out maybe. You know Houston's offense wasn't terrible, but I can tell you that their fan base and the media that report on them felt that they definitely did not come close to getting the most out of the talent that they had at Houston because you know. Group of five school, sure, but they do have a talented roster. I think Florida State fans know that from the Peach Bowl. They, they've got good players in Texas. So, the you know, four stars that don't get a A&M or Longhorn offer, they go to Houston. So he's had talent and he's not maximized it. So I'm not concerned. You look at their roster, their skill players are, are nothing to be worried about right now. So we'll see what happens in a few years. Uh, because I do think Miami will continue to recruit extremely well as long as Ruiz is invested. And he's going to be invested as long as Mario's there. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Miami could end up, you know, big picture, Miami could be a problem in, in two years. This year, I don't worry about Miami at all in our matchup with him in Tallahassee. And then I think it's, you know, what's their quarterback situation look like next season uh, for me to potentially worry about that? You know, we'll obviously lose a lot of guys. What's their quarterback situation look like when we have to go down to Miami? Um, you know, we, we lose Jordan and Trey and probably a couple of linebackers and, you know, Fabo and verse and three or four guys on the offensive line. So it'll, it'll be a lot of turnover for the Knowles. I like what we've done. I like the new guys coming in. Um, but you probably lose Johnny Wilson and Micah Pittman and Winston Wright, though you've not seen Winston. So there could be a lot of turnover and, and that could lead to some, but I, you know, Miami could be a problem in two or three years. I'm not worried about Miami at all right now. So I, if, if the Knowles don't win that game by 20, yeah, I think we're probably having a conversation of why not, right? Did, did they, you know, did they kind of catch up late or, or what happened? So um, appreciate you guys that are tuned in. Make sure that you hit that like button down below. Uh, numbers are, are a little, this is not you guys. I'm certainly not trying to, you know, browbeat the people that are in here. But numbers are a little down just because it's off season. I know that 
folks are, you know, February's been a little slow as far as news goes. But appreciate those that do come back and support. Make sure you're hitting that like button. And if you haven't already subscribed, we've seen the subscriber numbers continue to be really, really good. We've seen the member numbers continue to be really, really good. So if you haven't already joined the channel, you can join right below. There's a button right by the subscribe button that says join. You may have to swipe down in the chat if you're on your mobile phone, but we would love your support. We've reached out and asked for some questions, both on our Patreon and on the member side of this. We want to start answering questions and work them into our shows if you are a member. So if you have a topic you want us to cover, uh, Charlie here asked about and mentioned the, Nor the chat with Michael Alford. We asked both sides, you know, hey, is there anything you'd like us to ask Alfred? And we asked a few of those questions and, and put them out. So if you want to have that kind of part of the show, uh, certainly join either, again, the Patreon or the membership here on YouTube. We certainly do appreciate it. Also appreciate our friends over at Gramco. You can go to thegramco.com. You can enter code DFNS25 or TJ25, either one. You can get 25% off of the best Delta 8 products on the market. Again, thegramco.com. Go get you some blue raspberry gummies because that's the best flavor. Richie, what's your favorite flavor? It's the green apple or blue raspberry. Oh, green apple's good too. I like sour stuff, so I'm yeah. all about that. Yeah, but you know, it's for me, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't dabble too much, but definitely on the golf course, that first hole, that 10th hole, man, it, it's there's not a better combination. Yeah. So I'm all about it. Love what they're doing. TheGramco.com. If you not tried their Delta 8 products, you ought to. Uh, a lot of you guys ordered from there last month. And so appreciate that. Appreciate you guys supporting those that support us. Um, so let's keep it rolling. Let's talk a little recruiting. I think we have some recruiting news that has come up, some different things that are happening. I'm going to go through a list right now. Also, Nick. Nick keeps asking us this question on two and a half uh, five stars. If Nick becomes a member, I'll, I'll let him keep asking this question. But I, Nick has asked this question too many times for me to keep answering it. Um, but I do know that you are the one that asked that. So if you get it right, whether you're a member or not, we'll give you some love down at the end. Uh, dead period going on right now, but there are a lot of things that are about to heat up when the calendar flips over and we get into March. I'm going to run through some real quick. And Richie, we'll talk about a big picture, but just some overall recruiting news, some things that have kind of been confirmed on social media by some of these guys, and then some things that we've gotten from some other folks that we'll give credit to here in just a moment. Uh, Four-star offensive tackle, Manise Itete, I-T-E-T-E. -E. I don't want to say this, Richie. We're doing our very best here. Uh, listed Florida State in his top 10. Uh, interview was on 247 Sports, uh, the main site. Um uh, my guy Blake Nicholson is going there. I like every one of them. And D Derek Ray is my guy. Obviously, FSU's general manager. Four-star offensive tackle. A uh, top 300 kid. Really, really would be a big get for Florida State. Again, top 10. Need to probably make that list again when he chops it down to a top five. If you're in his top five, you're probably getting an official visit. So we'll see if both Blake and Ray can do some work there. But obviously, Atkins will be very, very involved in that one. Um, Elias Rudolph shared on his uh, Twitter this week, a four-star defensive end out of Cincinnati, Ohio, that Florida State offered him. Ohio State is in the mix there, so that will be a tough one to pull a kid out of Ohio, but he is a four-star edge, a really, really talented kid whose highlights are phenomenal. Go check him out, Elias Rudolph. Travaris Banks is a four-star safety out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. He will be visiting on March 10th. That was first reported by Knowles 247 and then confirmed later by Banks. Uh, purpose of the visit, to meet Patrick Sertan. Obviously, we'd like to see him continue to pull really, really elite talent, not only out of South Florida, but everywhere. And if they go into Alabama's backyard and pull out blue chip, uh, defensive back obviously would be very, very impressive there. A couple of five stars, Landon Thomas, five-star tight end. He's a current UGA commit. We'll be visiting that same weekend in March. Um, he was at one time committed to FSU, decommitted October of 2021. So he's been decommitted for a while, committed as a freshman, you know, or as a fresh, yeah, two years ago. As a freshman, take some time, right? Take some time, figure it out. I don't think there's any hard feelings there. Florida State obviously rising. Georgia doing phenomenal things with tight ends, Bowers and others. He's the number one tight end in the nation, according to 247. He would be huge for the Knowles. Getting him back on campus is really, really big. Uh, current UGA commit coming to your campus, it's always going to be big. We'll see if the Knowles can continue to make inroads there. Uh, another five-star defensive tackle, Cam Cameron 
sorry, Kamari and Franklin, can't type here, visiting on March 11th. That was first reported by Dane Draper, former Double Fries No Slaw uh, reporter, now with Knowles 247, and then shared by Franklin himself on Twitter. Huge target out of Mississippi. Mississippi five stars don't leave very often. I do remember one Cam Akers that, that did come over, though. So we'll see if Norvell can continue to make inroads there. Odell's the GOAT. <coughs> and I love Florida State's pitch right now on that defensive line when they're talking a lot about how Florida State had five defensive linemen in the Super Bowl. That's really, really good marketing when that kind of stuff happens. Uh, Franklin would be huge for the Knowles. Obviously, any high four-star, any five-star that you can get. Kid's a top 20 type player. We'll see what this visit on March 11th does. See if we can get him back over the summer again. And then, certainly during the fall, if you can get one of his official visits, the Knowles may be in good shape. But never easy to get past those Mississippi schools that are over there. Last one I have is Quay Birdsong. He's visiting March 11th as well. Blake Alderman of the Swamp 247 site reported that. He's a four-star linebacker out of LaGrange, Georgia. Florida and Ohio State are in the mix there as well. So you're going up against a rival as well as an absolute power in Ohio State, a team that's out-recruited you for years, right, since probably back to 2016. Um, Ohio State, not going to be easy to beat them out, but I do think you're in a little bit of an advantage based on his location. Got to get him back a few more times. But, again, a four-star linebacker out of LaGrange, Georgia. Proximity, location may help you out in that recruitment some. Randy Shannon has to step up and do some work there. Obviously did a really good job getting Tatum Bethune to come over from UCF. Blake Nicholson would give him a little assist there. That was really Derek Ray, obviously, that had a lot to do with that one. Linebacker needs to continue to improve. That's a big test, I think, for Randy Shannon overall with our recruiting. Uh, overall, that March 11th weekend is setting up to be one that's really, really impressive for the Knowles. They're going to continue to work to get elite talent. And I do think the talent they're getting on campus this year is much different than what they were getting last year. It mirrors more of what they were getting back in 2021. Obviously, that class kind of fell apart with you losing Jones Jr., Travis Hunter, and some others there on site. Mortimer, other guys on signing day. Some of the wind got taken out of the sails there. But this is the kind of talent that I think Florida State should be getting to campus. And hopefully, they can capitalize on some of it. But you got to get them on campus to maybe land them later. We'll see what they're able to do. But, Richie, any thoughts on recruiting? I know that I kind of went for a while there, but I want to get your thoughts too. Yeah, it's exciting because it, for the first time in Mike Norvell's career at Florida State, he actually has something to sell. You know, he has a winning product from a 10-win season, a state championship, to go to these kids and actually get them on campus because we haven't seen this much talent come through Tallahassee from the high school ranks probably since Willie Taggart's first year. I remember his first uh, Seminole Showtime or, or whatever camp it was in the summer when he had Plyas show up. You had number one players at the position from all across the country showing up to that campus um, his first year. And we've not seen that level of player come through Tallahassee regularly until right now. Uh, very exciting time for Florida State in, in the recruiting front because what Mike Norvell has done in the portal has been extremely impressive, and he's helped reshape this roster and turned us into potentially a playoff contender this year. Um, but ideally, you want to be where Georgia is, right? Where you're signing the number one, two, three class in the country. They had one transfer on the roster last year. So the portal's been very good to Florida State, and I hope we continue to utilize it. But we do have to get better recruiting high school ranks. And the talent that's going to come through ca campus this year, uh, especially this summer, is going to be key. That's huge, and it's very encouraging to see that Mike Norvell is capitalizing on a really good season and now getting looks from some of the top high school players in the country. Yeah, we, we told you that the results would not be an immediate payoff, but that with 10 wins, you would see it take shape, and you're absolutely seeing that. That March 10th weekend is going to be nuts. I'm going up the weekend before, so there, you know, much smaller recruit on campus that weekend. Uh, but I'm excited for the guys that'll be there the weekend after. Um, that was a joke about myself for, for those that didn't catch it. Um, let's do this. Let's, yeah, D-line recruiting. I'll go through a couple of um, couple of questions here from our members. Uh, Charlie, Destin Hill. I don't know if Destin Hill's coming, man. Like, I don't, you know, I gotta. I refuse to even one. talk about that, man. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's see if he, let's see if he does show up. May was what, what Spiegelman said of on three. Do you think we flip Landon Thomas? I do, I, I would not predict a flip from a Georgia commit right now, right? I, I really like what Florida State's doing. That's not a knock on Mike Norvell at all. I, I would not be the person that would predict a Georgia flip. 
if he visits, if he visits on March 11th, which he's scheduled to, March 10th, I think. I don't know if he's staying both days or not. But if he visits then, and he comes back over the summer, and you get him for an official visit during the season, then I'll give a percentage. I think you have to get three. I think you got to get three visits out of him before I'll predict that he commits. So that would be my thoughts there. D line recruiting again. You're you're recruiting a five star out of Mississippi. Florida State is a better landing spot than Mississippi or Mississippi State. That said, it's really tough to pull kids out of Mississippi. And so, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to say the. If Alabama's hard on that kid and, and they want him, they're getting him, right? Like, so, like, if you want to play the big boys' table, you got to play the big boys' table. So, I don't know. I'm not going to predict that either one of those five stars commit to Florida State, um, Kamarion, or Landon. But, you know, if, if you want to take a step and have bigger goals than winning a bad ACC, then, yeah, you, you, you need to land those type of kids. And I, that's not an indictment on recruiting if they don't. Um, but, yeah, I mean, those are the kind of guys you need to land. Do I think Florida State lands both of them? No. Do they land either of them? I would say no as of right now, but if those guys visit two or three times, then yeah, you, you, you might see that kind of turn and, and flip a little bit. Uh, let's talk about Norvell um, at the Orlando Nike Coaches Clinic, embracing some expectations. Just before that, we'll talk about our friends over at Garnet and Gold. Again, you guys are FSU fans if you're tuned in and watching this, or your haters um, that are tuning in because your team stink and uh, got 40 points scored on them by the Knowles this year. But... Either way, go to GardenGold.com, the absolute best when it comes to FSU licensed apparel, merchandise, and gear. You can use code NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W, to get 15% off of your order. NOSLAW, N-O-S-L-A-W, will get you 15% off the best Florida State gear on the market. They also have incredibly quick shipping, great customer service, and they are a joy to work with. Go to GardenGold.com and support today. All right, Norvell set some expectations for 2023 going into this year there's a little bit more expectations we have great players coming back players that decided not to go to the nfl because they wanted to be a part of this they wanted to continue to invest they wanted to continue to build build to continue to be something part of something bigger than themselves now a lot of people in the media a lot of people around the program it's a little different than what it was 12 months ago oh coach there's expectations now well there never has been a day with bigger expectations with what we're doing than us Basically saying we put a lot of expectations on ourselves. Norvell kind of embracing this. Richie, I have a take on this, and I want to talk a little bit about embracing expectations or shielding from expectations or trying to shut out the media and the noise. But I want to hear what you have to say first on Norvell and the team uh, embracing these expectations. Yeah, so this is his fourth season at Florida State, right? And he's never talked like this in an offseason before. I think he's done a good job of – not saying, hey, guys, we're going to suck, but, you know, keeping as things as positive as he can. But this year, you know, we talked about the battle's end. All these guys didn't come back just because they love Tallahassee and want one more year in college. That's probably part of it. But they see a bigger picture. They see the potential to finish the season in Charlotte and end up as one of the top four ranked teams in the college football playoff rankings, which gives them a chance to compete for a national championship. That is what the team expects. I don't know if I'm all the way there yet, but that's what these players believe. And when you have Jordan Travis, he's going to be the best quarterback on the field any game you play up until the college football playoff. Yeah, embracing it. I love it. I think it sends a message to the team as well. Um, You know, you hope they don't get a little too high on themselves to the point where, you know, we're going to talk about September here shortly. You know, that, that could be the season right there. But yeah, I think embracing these expectations, one, it sends a message to the fan base and part of being a head coach is fundraising. So if you're out there saying, yeah, you know, we think we'll have a pretty good season. Okay. That's not going to get as many donations as yeah, we're, we're ready for this. We're here. Um, this is the first time that Mike Norville's really taken this approach and uh, he seems like a very calculated man to me. This is not something he does unless he truly believed that this team could deliver on the field this coming fall. Yeah, I I was asked a question. I went on um, a radio show earlier this week, and I was asked how – or it was last week. I was asked how does Mike Norvell keep the noise out, and how does he keep his players focused and not – and this was before he made these comments. And how does he keep it from affecting the team? And what I told him – what I said before Norvell said this, so maybe Mike heard me, was probably not – uh, I said I wouldn't. I wouldn't attempt to do that. I wouldn't try 
to block out the noise. I wouldn't try to keep my kids off of social media because it is everywhere, man. On these phones, I mean, we see it every time. ESPN even does targeted ads now. The ads that you see on ESPN, or the articles, not ads, the articles you see on ESPN are always going to have an FSU picture on them because they know that you're an FSU. If like that's one of your favorite teams. So if it's an article that mentions 10 teams and one of them's Florida State, it's going to show FSU. So these kids can't even go to the ESPN app with it being shoved, without it being shoved in their face, right? Yeah. So if I'm like Norvell, I'm not trying to shield it from them. I'm not trying to hide it. I am 100% saying embrace this. You guys are this good. We've been preaching. I'm, I'm selling it as a way to sell my locker room. I'm using it as a way to sell boosters like Richie mentioned. I'm using it as a way to sell recruits. Hey, you want to come to Florida State? Here's what everybody's saying about you. Now, the caveat is that you got to live up to it, right? The caveat is that it can all be gone in an instant. It can all be gone in September, which we'll talk about, like Richie said, in just a second. But I'm not trying to block out any noise. I'm embracing it. Now, there, there becomes a point where, like Richie says, you don't want them reading so much into their own press clippings that they don't, have, they, they don't think they have to show up or they don't think they have to put the work in. And I, I just, but I don't worry about that with Mike Norvell. I don't worry about that with this staff. What they have always done is they have preached the same consistent message over and over and over and over again. When we won three games, they were preaching the same message. We won 10 games, they were preaching the same message. When we beat LSU, preaching the same message. Lost to Jacksonville State, preaching the same message. It's the same message year after year after year, game after game after game, week after week after week. It's the same thing for Mike Norvell and his staff. And that's what I would say. Listen, three years ago when we lost every single game on the schedule, when we lost to Jacksonville State two years ago, when this happened or that happened or they said you guys were losers or they said I was getting fired or they said this, that, and the other, we were telling you the same thing. We were telling you we would get here. And I don't know if Mike Norvell knew it would happen this quickly, but I do think he knew it would happen. And so that's where I would say, guys, our process is right. Our message has been right. Our practice has been right. We knew that we would get here. Again, maybe not this quickly, but we knew we would get here. And now the rest of the nation knows that we got here. And so what is that lesson? Continue to do the things we've been doing. Continue to put the work in. Continue to put the same effort in. Continue to work like you've never worked before. And if you continue to do that, here's what I'm telling you guys. I told you three years ago that we would get here. If you continue to do what I told you would need to be done so that the national media, you'll win it. You'll win it all. The Battles in is now putting at the end of their tweets, going for it all in 2023. This is not like, hey, we're, we're going to make a nice run. Hey, we're going to try and make the ACC championship. Hey, we're going to, no. The expectation this year is to win it all. Make the playoff and then make noise. It's not about anything else. And could we be let down? Absolutely. Could we get our hearts broken? Absolutely. But the message is very clear. It's not about just, oh, if we make Charlotte, that'd be a nice season. Oh, if we could win, if we could finally upset Clemson, that'd be a nice season. If we could beat all three of our right, nobody cares about any of that. It's about making the playoff. And that's what the expectation is. And Norvell is 100% embracing it. And 100% the fan base should be too. Could that lead to a letdown? Could that lead to a rough uh, September? Absolutely. But that's part of what being a fan is, guys. There is no reason that the expectation should be anything less than the playoff. Would beating Georgia and Ohio State or whoever is going to be there would be tough? Absolutely. I will tell you, getting Georgia in a first-year offensive coordinator with a lot of pieces that they're replacing is probably the year you want to be doing it. But I'm telling you, 100% embracing expectations is the way to go. They're not trying to block out any noise. They want that noise to propel them to keep doing what Norvell's been preaching the last three or four years. Whew, I'm out of breath there, Richie. But September, how important is that for what we want to do this year? I mean, it's everything, right? For so many years, our season has been over in September. This last year is the first year it wasn't. But it all comes down to, you know, LSU and Clemson. You get you know, both Tigers uh, in the same month. I think if you split that, then you could have a very realistic chance to run the table and get to the college football playoff because that's the ultimate goal, right? That's why Jordan Travis came back at 24, 25 years old, however old he is now. That's why Fabian Lovett came back despite having a kid who he's trying to provide for. That's why, you know, Trey Benson, who could have been a late-round NFL draft pick, it came back. All these guys came back again with the goal of making the college football playoff. And September is going to set the tone. If you're four zero September, I don't know about you, TJ. I'm I'm buying tickets to whatever semifinals uh, 
Florida State might be projected to be in. Um, I'm definitely booking my room in Charlotte. It's exciting time to be a Florida State fan. You know, we haven't had this excitement since before the 2017 season. Obviously, that did not work out the way we thought it did would. But in hindsight, the math kind of adds up at what led to that. So no need. We could do an hour-long podcast just on that. But yeah, it's nice to come into a season and have expectations and play big games. You know, that's if we're Florida State, right? We built our brand on anyone, anywhere, anytime. So if you're saying, oh man, I, you know, we got Clemson and LSU. No, that, that's not what we're talking about. Mike Norvell has preached it from day one, like you said, TJ. In every player interview you listen to, they talk about the work, right? If you do the work, everything else takes care of itself. Like things are going good at work right now. I got to present to my CEO tomorrow morning. I'm not nervous because I've put the work in and prepared. And I think that's the mentality that Mike Norvell and these players have. And I think one thing that's underrated, this is basically like a BYU team with better players, right? It's a bunch of old dudes. That, that These are growing men that are going to be playing against 18, 19, 20-year-olds. And Florida State is going to have growing men who have played a lot of college football and are not afraid of anything they see. And I'm excited because I think there's a really good chance they're going to take care of business the way we all hope they will. Yeah. The, the expectations are clear. Um, it's all laid out in front of them. Florida State's schedule even sets up really well for yeah. it, which we've talked about and we've, we've, we've put other places. But September's huge. You, you, have to, you have to come out of September 3-1 and one at worst. Yeah. And if you come out of September 3-1, and one, you set yourself up really well to make the playoff. If you come out of September 4-0, and oh, you're probably the number two team in the country. Right. Gonna I be think they're going to be number one no matter what. But, yeah, we're, we're, we're partying if, if we come out 4-0. So we'll see what can happen. Uh, long way to go before now and then, but I just felt like getting fired up on a Sunday afternoon. So, all right, let's do this. If you're watching, if you're listening, make sure that you hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you hit that like button. If you haven't yet, do us a favor and hit that uh, join button. You can become a member for literally less than a cup of coffee per day. You get a, a cool little emoji next to you. Some of you guys are almost here one month, so you're going to get a new emoji when month two kicks off. But you also get priority in answering questions. We also like to include you guys in the show in any way that you can. So go check that out. Become a member today if you haven't already. But certainly hit that share, subscribe, all those buttons as well. Um, all right, let's talk about this, and then we'll we'll get out uh, with some shout-outs. We'll, we'll move on. But you want to talk basketball just a little bit. Richie's the biggest basketball fan in the, in the world. Um, we'll, we'll just take like two minutes on this. We'll let you guys go and softball starts here in 15 minutes. So we want to watch that, but beat Bama. Um, what, uh, what are your thoughts on what's going on with basketball, Richie? How do you see this all kind of playing out? Yeah, just, just another disappointing week. You know, two weeks ago, you, you fought tooth and nail to Clemson down to the wire. You lose by 40 this week. It's, it's just frustrating because, you know, this program had such an amazing culture. You know, we use that word a lot. It's a buzzword basically. Um, but the, you know, they had a run that I'd never thought Florida State basketball would have, especially going back to my time as a student when I was just happy if we beat Virginia like 50 to 48. Uh, it's frustrating, you know, and I, it's, it's sad because I don't want people to forget how much success Coach Hamilton has had in his career. It's easy to think, you know, you go back to the end of the Bobby era where people were like just done with him. But, you know, Ham, he's done a lot. He's the two-time Big East Coach of the Year. He's won the ACC Coach of the Year. You know, he's led us to that 2020 team could have legitimately made the Final Four and won a national championship. He's landed five-star players that were considering Kansas, Duke, North Carolina. It's just sad if this is the end of Ham's career because he deserves better. And he's probably my second favorite Florida State coach of all time behind Bobby Bowden. It's just frustrating and the team just doesn't look like they care really. Like when they're getting the break speed off them, they're just kind of laying down and taking it. I don't see a lot of fight and it sucks to see. Um, maybe we'll have a magical run in Greensboro and win the ACC and get to the tournament. And spoiler, that's not going to happen. But, you know, obviously, and I'd, I'd want to at least acknowledge the challenges, right? The Baba Miller suspension, Cameron Fletcher going out for the season uh, with injury. You know, they've caught a lot of bad breaks these past few years. Really going back to COVID 2020 feels like the, the death of the Florida State basketball program. Um, and I hate to see it, but, you know, it's I just hope for a strong finish of the season. And, I, you know, I hope Ham gets one more year at least to, to turn it around, get us back into tournament contention. 
but it's it's not in a good place right now, and it's it's taking a, a big time effect on my mental health, TJ. Yeah, it's tough, and like I said, I I don't know what decisions will end up being made um, or not made toward the end of this season. Um, yeah, I'm, I think in a perfect world, you'd love for Ham to to come back and be able to turn this thing around and and be really really successful um, next year to to just kind of go out on a high note. Um, I think he probably deserves that. He probably has earned that. I think the fear, if you're those in, in charge and, and, in responsible for making decisions is that we would all love that fairy tale ending, but what if that is granted and we just have a repeat of this year? Right, yeah. you know that that is to me that that's which is very possible. This roster is not talented, right? It is. Yeah. I yes, if you gave me my perfect scenario, no matter what coach I want, because we all know Ham's getting up there, we will eventually have a new basketball yeah. coach fairly soon. My perfect scenario would be for Florida State to turn it around next year, make the tournament, have a nice couple of games, make the Sweet Sixteen, and him bow out. Right, like that. That'd be amazing. We would all take that. That way, you 100%. remembered the good times, right? You remembered all the 2012. You remembered. Uh, the, the nice run in 2019, 2018, 2019, and then the 2020 year that obviously got kind of stolen, but they were great that year as well. The fight, the culture, the character. But, you know, and, and this is very rhetorical. I'm not asking you to give a percentage, but like, what are the chances of that, right? 30, 40, 50%, somewhere in there, 50%. Well, what Might are the chances high. that oh. this is just, a, you know, next year, we, we, we go for that, and then next year is just repeat of that. Well, probably the other side of that, right? 60, 70. 50, maybe it's 50-50. So you're, I mean, but to do it for a coin flip, again, the people that have, get paid a lot more money to make a lot tougher decisions than I have to make are the ones that have to make tough decisions. And, and we'll see what happens. But it does suck because Ham has been phenomenal. We, you know, Richie and I and Harlan were all in a group chat last night talking about his accomplishments, coach of the years, ACC championships, all the wins, uh, things he's done before he got to Florida State, the draft picks. that He's had a great run at Florida State, and and hopefully this isn't the way it ends. Hopefully this isn't the way it goes out. But at the same time, you, you know, you kind of understand if it is. So it it sucks, and yeah, Richie's right. I mean, you, you just said that. Um, you know, if I was thinking about my all-time FSU coaches, that's really hard because they've all been on here now. So I'm not going to name one. But yeah, I mean, outside of doing this podcast, I mean, yeah, him him is probably the one that's the most synonymous with success. You know, probably the Jimbo thing doesn't go down the way it does. I, I may have a different answer, but DJ, yeah. I've, I've literally slept outside of the the Tucker Center in a tent multiple times um, before Florida State basketball games, and I was a student. Like, and Coach Hamilton brought us pizza both times. Like, he showed up with some of the players, Luke Lauks, shout out Michael Snare, shout out. They brought us pizza because um, they heard we were doing that. So Ham is always going to be that dude. And I got the banner right behind me from the 2020 season when we won the ACC outright. And I will always say that that to me is one of the greatest accomplishments you could ever have at Florida State basketball <coughs> is winning the ACC regular season championship. Anybody can get hot in March and win three games and host that trophy. But winning the regular season, the 18 game ACC season championship, amazing. And that's how I'm always going to remember Ham, regardless of what happens this year, next year, or down the line. Um, and we'll see what happens next. I do trust Michael Alford, and I think we'll be in good hands regardless moving forward. So let's wrap up with this. A few shout outs, um, some closing thoughts. Um, Kirby Smart, back to back national champion and former FSU GA, had high praise for Mickey Andrews. He's the toughest man and motivator I've ever been around. Smart set of Andrews, they would fire me tomorrow if I coached like he did. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, I saw another quote from uh, what was uh, South Carolina's coach for forever, Frank. Uh, Frank Martin. Um, Frank what? Martin. Frank Martin. Yeah, he said something like, uh, "You know, kids haven't changed. We've changed as a society, right? Kids are still just no." you know, kids that follow me, kids are just dumb kids, right? I'm still, I'm a dumb 30 year old, but you know, I, every, you know, we've changed as a society and, and, and Kirby's right. Right. I, you know, he could not coach like, <laughs> like Mickey did uh, back in the day because society would just not be, not be a big fan of that. But uh, yeah, thoughts on thoughts on that. And then any shout outs you got Richie and we'll, we'll get out of here. I just thought it was cool to see. And you know, anyone who's played for Mickey has nothing but the highest of praises to, to sing about him. 
you know, Deion Sanders at his Hall of Fame introduction speech mentioned, mentioned Mickey Andrews as his favorite coach uh, who we learned the most from. You know, he's just, he is Florida State. You will never see a defensive coordinator or offense coordinator for that matter, stay with a head coach for 25 years when they could have easily gotten a head coaching job if they wanted it. Mickey Andrews is a Florida State legend. He needs a street named after him. He needs a statue next to Bobby something. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Mickey Andrews. I remember I was working uh, uh, for the FSU and Fox Sports uh, uh, Florida State website when the, we had an idea he was going to announce that it was his last season in 2009. And I had a video of him walking up and the entire defense walked up behind him um, to the media and stood there with him while he made that announcement. Mickey Andrews, absolute legend. Uh, shout out Tiger Woods and uh, shout out Derek Nottie. Again, uh, having a bunch of dogs adopted, he paid for all of them to where they all went to good loving homes, hopefully. As a, a dog advocate, I thought that's that's just the coolest thing. He did it last time they won the Super Bowl. He did it again. So shout out Derek Nottie for sure. Um, the ending of that Super Bowl was a little bit of a letdown, but I will say, Glad that Samar Knowles won, won, a, won a Super Bowl. I believe that's 11 in a row. So uh, my shout-outs today go to our members, those that are joined, uh, Rod, Rich, Becky, Tyler, Tom, and Charlie. We'll shout you guys out. We'll shout more out the next time. So appreciate you guys the support. Appreciate you guys that are part of the members. Um, appreciate everybody that watched this video. Do us a favor. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, thumbs up the video. And then last thing, we launched another channel last week. It's literally like a week and a half old. It's already got over 200 subscribers. I know that may sound small to compared to what we've got going here, but really good numbers over there already. We had a video with Michael Alford that kind of went uh, pretty berserk. Uh, go check that out, talking about conference realignment. But if you go to youtube.com backslash at Knowles Sports. So there's two S's, Knowles Sports. You can check that channel out as well. We've got more content over there. Baseball, softball, Michaela Edenfield, James Tiv, Jordan Carrion, all do shows over there. A lot of fun and a lot more coming on that channel. So go check us out. Uh, Richie and I have a conversation that we're setting up with the uh, ACC Women's Basketball Player of the Year. I'm calling that shot early. Coming up soon. Can't wait uh, for that one. So go check that out. Um, big shout out to the softball team. Baseball got their sweep in Link's debut opening weekend series. Softball plays Alabama in about five minutes now. So shout out to them. Shout out to Michaela who does a show on our platform on our network. Let's get uh, let's get another three run home run against Alabama for her. So Richie, that's all I got for the week. Y'all stay tuned. Y'all keep plugging in. We'll talk to you guys soon. Let's go Knowles. Go Knowles.